Here's Jiffy Lube owner Steve Center and Rod Brown, Director of Operations. Hey, Rod, what drives you nuts these days? You mean aside from having such a demanding boss? Hey, now, if we don't expect perfection from ourselves, how will we ever achieve excellence? Any job worth doing is worth doing right. Dare to be great. Geez, I was just kidding, boss. What drives me nuts is how some people seem to think all they need to do to take care of their car is to change the oil. I know. So many competitors just drain the oil, change the filter, slap you on the tailpipe, and kick you out the door. At Jiffy Lube, we believe information is power. That's why we include a thorough inspection of all the important parts of your car that need to be properly maintained in order to be safe and to get the most life possible out of your engine. At Jiffy Lube, everything we do is designed to help you make 200,000 miles the new 100,000 miles. We specialize in replacing parts that wear out, and we do not pay commissions. So you can trust that our advice is all about helping you take great care of your car. Helping you get the most out of your engine. Indiana's favorite, Jiffy Lube. Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana-owned businesses and community members making a positive impact in Indiana. I'm Mel McMahon, co-founder of Indiana-owned and Indiana Gifts, and today we'll chat with Sandy Zebold, Chief Executive Officer of Beacon of Hope Crisis Center, a domestic violence and sexual assault services agency. We'll talk about statistical trends in central Indiana and beyond, how Beacon of Hope positively impacts lives, and how you can make a difference this October during Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Owned. Find local at indianaowned.com. Sandy, thank you so much for joining me on Local Matters. I'm sure you are extremely busy this month, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you very much for having me. Yes, we are busy, but happy to be with you today. So for people that aren't familiar with the Beacon of Hope Crisis Center, tell us a little bit more about it. Well, Beacon of Hope Crisis Center is a Christ-centered organization empowering victims of domestic violence and sexual assault to become self-sufficient by providing safety, education, and support. Uh, We're an Indianapolis-based nonprofit providing advocacy and referral services um, to victims of crime throughout central Indiana. And we provide free and confidential life-changing services and programs to help survivors of assault and abuse escape heal from trauma, learn about resources, and get connected to them. And so to clarify, you're not a shelter, right? Correct. We're everything but the beds. Everything but like the beds. Yeah. Yep. At our agency, our advocates provide support over crisis lines and help provide survivors with access to counseling, group support, court accompaniment, hospital accompaniment, law enforcement accompaniment, uh, assistance obtaining placement in a shelter, and securing safe housing. We also do emergency hotel stays and economic sustainability. Wow. Wow. How did you get involved with Beacon of Hope? Because you've been involved with the organization, I mean, longer than you've been CEO. Correct. Correct. Yeah, there are, I mean, I was on the board for four years um, and was heavily involved in marketing. I have a marketing background and helping to promote the organization and then took over as CEO in 2016. Um, and there are many things that inspired me to Beacon of Hope Crisis Center. I was inspired to become involved in this work, providing services to victims of domestic violence because I wanted to improve early intervention to reduce barriers and grow healing art opportunities. 
and ensure that pets can be fostered and reunited with their owners once safety, independence, and self-sufficiency were achieved. I want to ask you about the pet thing. I know with um, the WIBC Radiothon for the Salvation Army that I'm executive producer of, we talk about pets a lot when it comes to domestic violence situations and why someone wouldn't leave. Can you tell us a little bit more about how pets factor into the bigger picture? Yeah, so we assist with mitigating barriers and offer foster pet services for victims fleeing abuse. So unfortunately, often to maintain power and control over the primary victim, abusers will use pets and they might harm them or threaten to harm them. And for them to flee, and um, many times if they are going into shelter, um, not all shelters can take pets. Um, and if the pet needs fostered or, you know, even if they aren't going into shelter, but they're going into other some other temporary living situation, um, we can foster that pet till that primary victim can get more settled, independent, self-sufficient, and then they're reunited with their pet. No one should ever have to give up their pet to be safe. It's just kind of crazy to think about if you haven't been in that situation or you haven't seen someone in that situation. With as many years as you've been involved in Beacon of Hope, are you seeing the need rise? Has it gotten better? I mean, what, what are the trends that we're seeing right now? Yeah, so our agency is serving more new victims each year. Beacon of Hope Crisis Center served 1,430 new victims of crime in 2022 alone. And while we were serving those new victims, we also provided 35,580 case management services. And we did over 12,000 follow-ups to existing client survivors. Wow. Um, and to better serve those in need in our community, we continue to enhance our services, our intake process and accessibility. And we continue to see an increased risk of violent domestic violence victimization. And in partnership with law enforcement, we're helping to reduce violence and the chance of felony assaults and domestic homicides by working to intervene early because domestic violence escalates. Do you think the number is going up because just the facts, the situation, it's happening more and more? Or do you think part of that is because more victims are more comfortable seeking out help than before? I think it's triple fold. Um, so I think you're right on both of those counts. And I also think the past what's gone on societally economically over the past two to three years you know people are more stressed things are you know everything seems to be enhanced and it's definitely impacting what we're seeing um, providing victims with intervention and prevention services helps to reduce the crime in our community and so it's important for people to understand that it can take approximately seven attempts before a victim permanently leaves an abusive partner. And there are many factors at play and the risk of death is highest when they're trying to flee. And the earlier that we can intervene and provide mitigation options for all the barriers facing these victims before the violence escalates, the better for us all. 
the harm to pets, to children, and primary victims is exponential. And with each passing day and traumatic incident, the damage compounds. When I think some people, sometimes too, we, we kind of maybe have a picture in our head of what a victim looks like, but something that crosses all barriers is domestic violence. It doesn't matter how much money you make or how much money you don't make or where you live or what neighborhood you don't live in. I mean, it can affect all of us, right? Oh, absolutely. We're seeing, you know, it, it, there's no socioeconomic boundary. Our data shows a variety of ethnicities that we serve and ages. We see children, we see young and older adults and even elder abuse. Um, another point I wanted to make is that often domestic violence can be a medical emergency. We continue to see a high percentage of non-fatal strangulation victimization and blunt force head trauma amongst those we're serving. Wow. Yeah, this means our advocates have the added important task of educating clients about the risk to their quality of life and delayed death that can occur from the violent trauma they have experienced. So we're making medical referrals a priority. In two years time, our agency saw a 19% increase in victims who experienced strangulation victimization. In 2022, out of the 1,430 victims served, 301 reported strangulation victimization. Wow. Right, and in two years time, our agency saw a 47% increase in victims who experienced stalking and harassment. So same data, in 2022, out of the 1,430 victims served, 299 reported stalking and harassment. What, I mean, what can we even do about that? It seems like it's so easy these days with, you know, just the internet and location tracking and so many different social medias. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, so, it's very disturbing to think about. I mean, this isn't the easiest conversation to have. It's not the easiest interview to do, but it's so, so important to me. And there might be somebody listening right now that, that needs to hear this. Yeah, it, it is a heavy topic, but it's real. It's in our communities. It's all around us. Um, and what I'd say to anybody listening, that if you know a victim um, is being stalked or harassed, or if you are being stalked or harassed, and you believe you're being tracked, we can help you. We are very focused on tech abuse prevention and domestic violence victims endure, as, as that data shows you, a high percentage of stalking and harassment victimization. And our agency now has a device detector and we can assist victims by checking for tracking devices. Senate Bill 161 passed and Indiana now has a new law, unlawful surveillance. It adds a prohibition against using a tracking device to the list of conditions that a court may impose when issuing a protection order. And it establishes sentence enhancement if a person uses a tracking device to commit or facilitate the commission of a crime. So if we use our detector and find a tracking device and we assist the client as they're trying to fill out their protection order, um, you know, we can help them by making sure that this device, this tracking device being discovered that information is put into that protection order. 
And then the court will consider that for, you know, in its decisions. And that's so important for these stalking and harassment victims. Yeah, that's a huge change, too, to how things used to be handled, for sure. I want to take a second to clarify, you know, victim and abuser, because I think a lot of times our minds go to female victim, male abuser, but that's not always the case. And that's not how society looks anymore, either. Are you seeing any specific trends with with that at all or any changes there? Or I mean, because you're you serve everyone, correct? That's correct. There's uh, no one that we wouldn't serve that's a victim of domestic violence. And when there's an abuser that needs batter's intervention, you know, we're going to refer them to some of our collaborative partners that can provide that service too. What are some of the things that your organization would like to do more of? What do you, what do you, is there anything missing from your services that you'd like to offer? Or, you know, let's say, you know, money wasn't an option. You could have all the money in the world. You know, what would you, what's missing from what you're able to do? Yeah. So, I mean, we have more clients coming to us than we can serve because grant funding continues to be cut for victims of crime. And our services are not only confidential, but they're free. I mean, we can't do the work that we do serving so many in Indiana without community support. And what we really need, if you're asking me directly, is $78,000. $78,000. Yeah, in community support to help offset negative impacts that have compounded from grant cuts and rippling impacts from the past couple of years. So what we're seeking to raise this October is $7,500. And with Indiana owned matching that $7,500, thank you for that, by the way. We We are happy to be involved. (laughs) We can reach our October goal of 15,000. 15,000 toward that $78,000, you know, that would be just wonderful. We, We just, you know, with funding changes, that's what we need so that we can do more, so we can serve more, so we can keep enhancing those, you know, tech abuse and medical emergency type services and just have more advocates to meet the needs. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And then I want to talk a little bit more about how Indiana Owned is involved with, you know, helping yeah. raise these funds. Yeah, yeah. Um, how did Domestic Violence Awareness month come about? Well, it evolved from the day of unity in October, like 1981. Um, And it, it began by the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. The intent behind it was to connect advocates across the nation who were working to end violence against women and their children. And it soon became an entire week devoted to a range of activities, local, state and national levels. And so what is Beacon of Hope Crisis Center doing for Awareness Month this year? So much. So it's it's always a busy time because of the uh, massive awareness. We always have um, we're busy on an advocacy level on top of it. But then we try to to do a lot of activities throughout the month. We focused on that October 2nd, that day of unity. Um, October 16th, we're focusing on making an impact. Um, October 17th, we have dedicated to that tech abuse prevention topic. 
And October 18th, we were talking about how we help reduce crime. And of course, October 19th is Purple Thursday. And then October 20th, we're focused on Trauma-Informed Care Friday. And we have a lot of panel discussions and trainings. We're training a lot of law enforcement on domestic violence this month. Um, and just getting the word out, but we've, we've also got this auction, this on-the-go purple carrier auction bundle that we have going on. Yeah, let's talk about that. So we're heavily serving domestic violence and sexual assault victims of crime. And we're asking the community this Domestic Violence Awareness Month to help us out financially. Make a donation, change a life. We're asking the community to make a single donation or donate throughout the month to support survivors. The donor that makes the largest single or cumulative donation amount during the auction time period wins the on-the-go purple carrier auction bundle. It's really pretty. I'm checking it out on your website. Yeah. If you go to beaconofhopeindy.org, you can see it. And, you know, I just, I want to point out, you know, the donations, you know, it's not going to a lot of overhead. It's not going to a big CEO uh, salary, right, Sandy? No, no, it (laughs) isn't. It's going to help victims escape violence. It's going to prevent victimization. It's for safe housing. It's for financial security. It's to connect to emergency services. I mean, I had the honor of meeting a lot of your team at the appreciation dinner on October 1st. And it's just incredible to see the passion that your team has for helping survivors, for helping victims And for trying to make this world a better place. And, you know, our mission at Indiana Owned is to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana through the support of locally owned and operated businesses and nonprofits. And we are just honored to be a part of this with you this month. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, just with more support, we can do more. And that's what we're looking to do. Us being sustainable means we can serve more that are in need in our community. And you can donate with peace of mind, knowing that 100% of the proceeds benefit victims in your community. Every donation made in October is going to be matched by our generous matching donor, Indiana Own. I mean, this (laughs) this means your gift is doubled and goes further when you make a financial contribution to our agency this October. So I'm asking anyone listening to please go to beaconofhopeindy.org and give, and your gift will have twice the impact. And we truly appreciate your ongoing support. Well, tell us a little bit more about what's in the bundle. Okay. Um, well, it has luggage, a three-piece suitcase set spinner with hard shells. They nest, they're lightweight, and they have TSA locks. They're deep purple. Um, there's also a rock rain wind runner hydration backpack for hikers out there. And it keeps your liquid cool up to four to six hours. There's a vintage laptop backpack with USB charging port. It's pretty slick, does lots of stuff, holds lots of stuff. And there's an anti-theft classic mini shoulder bag. There's, this is like my favorite item. There's a dog or cat backpack carrier, expendable. It, you can expand it. The pet carrier backpack is for traveling. Um, you can take it hiking. It's a pet backpack. Um, it's airline approved. And it's perfect for small or medium-sized dogs and large cats. And it's designed for the maximum convenience and comfort while hiking or traveling. 
Additionally, there is an insulated and padded portable versatile wine carrying cooler tote bag. So for all the fun holiday times ahead, you can carry your wine in your tote bag. Well, I'm ready to go on vacation. Let's go. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. It really is. And we'll have the links to all of this in the show notes. And we've been sharing it on the Indiana owned social media site. We also have it on our website, indianaowned.com. But what a nice incentive too. you know, like giving feels good, right? You don't always have to get something physical in return, but sometimes it's nice to get a little, little thank you gift at the same time. Right. I mean, I'll throw that out there. And, you know, we know if you're listening, you might not have, the funds on you that you feel that you can give, but you know what? Every dollar counts. It really does because it adds up, but there's also things, you know, throughout the year as well that I know that you keep up with a wish list of items that you need to. So there's a lot of different ways that you can give to beacon of hope, but really this month it's getting those funds. It's helping get that $78,000 back. That's been lost from grants that are no longer available different funding that's no longer available. So the goal for this month is 15,000. Yes. Which I'm going to say right now, we will hit. It'll happen. We'll get there for sure. And you can donate right now at beaconofhopeindy.org. It's right there on the homepage. So Sandy, is there anything else that you want to share? Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap things up here? I mean, I feel like you've given us a lot of information. It has been a heavy conversation. Um, But you've also given us ways that we can help and maybe, you know, feel a little bit better about doing our part to make things improve. Wonderful. I hope I did that. Um, More more things people can do is you can get involved on social media, can follow, share, participate. Volunteering is always a great way to give back. And if you know someone who's a victim of domestic violence or sexual assault, refer them to us. Via our crisis line, 317-731-6140. They can reach out to us via social media or through our website. Um, And yeah, just treat all victims with respect. Take them seriously. Offer support and let them know you care and Beacon of Hope cares. I I think that's you, you hit something on the head. You know, treat it with respect. A lot of people are scared to share because they think people won't believe them. Right. And I can tell you from personal experience, the first few times you tell someone, they don't believe you. Right. Because they don't see that side. Right. They don't know this is the gregarious person who's always joyful and happy and welcoming and, you know, the give you the shirt off his back. Yeah. Well, if he drinks too much, you might throw you up against a wall, too. Right. And so if you're listening to this and you are in trouble, don't stop asking for help. Beacon right. of Hope is there to help you find what you need. The crisis line, again, I'm going to give out this number three times. It's 317-731-6140. It's 317-731-6140. 317-731-6140. And you can find more information at beaconofhopeindy.org. And the donation link is there as well. Sandy Zebold, CEO of Beacon of Hope. Thank you so much for joining us on Local Matters today. It's an honor to talk to you and I love working with you. And thank you for giving us this opportunity to make a really big difference in our community. Thank you, Mel. And thank you to everyone listening.
And thank you so much for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana-owned Indiana Gifts and Jiffy Lube of Indiana. It's an honor to bring you the stories of Indiana-owned businesses and community members making a positive impact in Indiana. Find local businesses near you or get your business certified local at indianaowned.com. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana-owned. Find local now at indianaowned.com.